welcome to another episode of Pile of Scrap, The Walk and Talk. I'm here in Washington, D.C. with my friend Neil Bice. Where are we, the Smithsonian Gardens? I think so, right in the back side of the Museum of Art, I think. Well, it's a beautiful place, and so we're here. Neil, thanks for joining me. Neil, you, uh, you are a big, we're here in D.C. for the Israel Board of Directors meeting, and you are a big volunteer, you have a big passion, but tell us a little bit about your business, and how you became so passionate about being involved with ISRI? Uh, well, it all started, uh, I, I, was, uh, I worked for a small scrapyard that was uh, one of these small dealers that was involved in ISRI, and we would go to the, uh, the ISRI chapter meetings and get to meet much larger fish. <laughs> and, uh, and they literally taught us how to fish. And uh, as I grew into that, um, our business grew and we continued being passionate about it because uh, it gave so much to us. It allowed us to grow. Uh, we've, we've grown substantially since then from a mom and pop yard to having an auto shredder and, and seven other yards around the state of Minnesota. Yeah, your, your operation has grown quite a bit. And so, you know, you, you, you're involved with ISRI. You are the co-chair of the membership committee. You are the chair of the, fi uh, the um, investment, investment, committee. investment yeah. committee. Let's talk about the membership committee and the drive for membership. And tell us about your vision and where we're going and why you find it a very important need for ISRI. Well, first, it's an honor to serve. Um, I love everything about ISRI. I like being involved. Uh, it's an honor to be the co-chair of membership. And one of the initiatives we've taken under uh, during this two-year term is a goal towards getting 1,600 members back in the trade association. You know, when I saw the goal for 1,600, I thought, Somebody wants to go to 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, they're the White House. There were, there were several <laughs> double entendres that went with that, yes. They were all brought to our attention. So how are we doing with our membership at ISRI? What, what, what's the challenges? What's our success stories right now? Yeah, the uh, you know membership, we're growing. Um, uh, Brianna and her team have been fantastic in adding members. I think at this point, the, the goal for 2021 was 300 new members. Uh, we're well on our way to over half of that at this point. We're about halfway through the year. Right. And then uh, there's quite a few in the pipeline. Um, as you know, with sales, there's uh, there's always leads that you're developing and, and trying to get closed. Um, what do you find the hardest thing to convince people to join? What What is that message you'd like? You know, you're not talking to all these people, but you have a message. Why, why do people, I know why, I, like, I'm a former chair, but what is your message to these people? And this is a chance for you to give them this message, why you should join ISRI. Well, so first of all, fortunately, I don't have to go sell the membership of ISRI. We have staff that do that because principally that's their responsibility. I can tell you why it's great for me as a scrap member and, and that does transition over to them. Uh, it From a staff level, that's what they're selling. Uh, but at the same time, the, you know, for the biggest benefit for ISRI for us is the networking opportunities and and of course that translates right over into uh, what our staff are out there selling and the networking advocacy. yes advocacy for sure well you know that that's you know the ad okay the networking is undeniable you know my involvement as becoming a chair that quite frankly the friendships and the the, the business that I have been able to to do with people by being involved is it's undeniable but i think the advocacy part you know i think that's the hardest thing to explain to people how isri fights for the member yeah truly and 
you know, in the in the history of uh, of of scrap, we've been sort of blessed in the past that we haven't had that many uh, huge issues that have arisen that we've had to fight. And those that we have uh, have not been as dramatic as maybe what we might be facing in the future. Well, I think now. Well, look what we're facing now: the environmental justice. Right. I mean, if you don't get on board with Israel and help Israel get out in front of this. This is going to consume businesses, it, and it's it's not a business-friendly movement, you right. know. And, and I think, you know, so you're so when you're out there, so you got your soldiers out there. Are you communicating? Who who's helping you in the membership? Is it the cha uh, chapter presidents who, who's helping? Oh, you? Absolutely, it starts at the grassroots on up. Uh, you know, it's a chapter level legislative issue. It is a regional issue. It's a local issue. It is all the way up to a national stage. Um, as this continues to flesh itself out, I think it's going to be a bigger issue and especially on a national level. Well, I, I, I don't disagree. And so I'm, I'm hoping people that hear this, watch this podcast of this walk and talk, that they understand that this is the most critical time, if ever, to be part of this trade association. So we, so as a larger our voice, and what are we? What's our membership now, Neil? So currently we're at about thirteen hundred members, and our goal is sixteen hundred. Correct. But even you would say our voice gets louder with the number sixteen hundred is a nice number, but wouldn't three thousand be much louder? Wow, for sure, of course. So how do we get there? One bite at a time. One bite. <laughs> you mean how you eat yeah, an elephant, that's right? That's exactly right. One I mean, bite at a time. It's a great analogy. It's it works for this too. You know, so. With the growth in membership and, and, and the success that we've had, you're also now you're, you're, you're chairman of the uh, investment subcommittee. Tell us a little bit about how we are ISRI financially and, and some of the things that you're monitoring all the time as, as that chair. Uh, so one of the focuses of the investment committee is always trying to balance um, how aggressive you want to be uh, versus how conservative you want to be. Uh, when when you are considering retiring, uh, yeah. anybody in this world, right? As you grow older, you mature, you have more things, more assets, your investment strategy tends to change towards the conservative. So the investment subcommittee's job is to always keep monitoring the temperature of the trade association as to where it is on its pendulum or growth path. Where are um, we now? Where would you well, say today well, we currently, are? Currently, we are still... Um, Somewhere in our 40s, I guess I would say. Okay, so, we, so we're we have a aggressive. relatively aggressive strategy uh, with a mix of, of equities versus bonds. Okay. Um, we are always uh, touching base again back with the board to try and take the temperature as to where we should be at. Um, but our strategy has worked for us over time. Some would argue that we should have been less conservative and we would have even more money. Some would argue the opposite. Uh, but over time, the strategy has proven itself out to be pretty successful. We've taken what was a meager amount of money and then through the efforts of yourself and other past, past leaders of ISRI, uh, you were able to sock away a significant amount of money and then that has grown substantially over time. Well, I think that that's why it puts us in the bill. Listen, these fights with environmental justice, these aren't gonna be cheap. Uh, absolutely These not. are multi-million dollar battles and we need a strong portfolio to have these battles because without it we're not gonna be able to fight it and so people right. understand well why do you got this money in reserve because well quite frankly I know this as being a chair when we fought the definition of solid waste we had to spend three-quarters of a million dollars 
and we and we won that with the EPA. Won it in the respect that they understood our position and they changed it. But environmental justice is a little bit more militant, and it's going to take. I don't know what you think it's going to take, but I think it's going to take millions of dollars. To, it's, to, to, it's a substantial amount of money. No argument. So, well, you know what? Good, your stewardship, and we're strong in that. Now, you, you, you got an interesting story. You, you were chapter president twice of your chapter. Currently, I am a chapter president again. Yes. Currently. Currently, right now. Yes. So you've been recycled again. <laughs> For sure. Nice commitment. Yeah. Why are you doing that again? Well, it's, it, it's my commitment to the trade association, and and not only that, but just our industry in general. Um, well, that, I think it's I think it's important work that we do at ISRI. Uh, not not just on a local chapter basis, but we're also very impactful at a national level. Well, do you think, you know, the growth of ISRI membership, do, do you believe that in your chapter alone, because of this, this movement to grow our membership, we're going to find more leaders so you don't have to come back to be a, a, a chapter president again? Or do, are we getting enough leaders in the chapters? I mean, the hope is obviously that growth fixes a lot of problems that we have. Um, it, one of those could be leadership, um, but every chapter is different. And geographically, every chapter has its own set of challenges. Um, you know, a lot of chapters have faced a lot of mergers and acquisitions and consolidations. Right, uh, right. So, so the leadership vacuum continues to grow. Uh, and, and that is just a reality. Part of that, uh, in, in essence, is could be solved through some of the the uh, the chapter realignments that have been discussed in the latest couple of years in the chapter realignment i know this is kind of maybe getting off topic for people who who don't know anything about israel but the chapters are the different regions around the united states that you know try to advocate in their local communities but chapter realignment is making a lot bigger chapters like the gulf coast yes. chapter uh, super super chapters, if right. you will, and you're going to have my advocate of it. What, what's your thoughts of it? Well, for sure, I'm an advocate of it. Uh, it as long it's it, the focus is to centralize leadership. It is to create uh, a larger pool of people to provide leadership, to provide ag advocacy at a local level, even if that means it's regionally. There's still advocacy to be done. Hundred um, percent through through state associations, you'll be able to create more advocacy opportunities that are specific and targeted in each one of the states inside of those regions. So the regionalization model makes sense to me, um, and and we're you know everybody is trying to move towards it. Well, I, I agree with you, and I think that that's important because not only the national advocacy, the local advocacy. You know, the people always wonder why do I, I don't need to be part of Israel, and they ride our coattails. There's a lot of hard work and a lot of victories being done that a lot of people just know nothing sure. about. You know, do you have an example of a good victory that we've had here uh, of recent that you would want to share only because it, it lets people understand what we're doing? Largely it goes unnoticed, but it probably affects everybody in our industry. And that's our work that we've done with the STB. Um, trying to become a recognized uh, payload. What's the acronym STB stands for? Uh, the Service Transportation Bureau. Right. And what was the what was the thing we did? Or is there? it the Service Transportation Board? It's one well, of those two. <laughs> okay, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm all the acronyms. But what did yeah. we what did we do there that was a success? Well, we we have been advocating for our industry to become uh, basically a named commodity, so that we can get some exemption status, and then uh, it requires them to have some accountability when it comes to demurrage, um, and moving our product back and forth. Well, the demurrage is the cost that us recyclers have to pay 
for rail cars that are waiting to be unloaded or that's correct we, 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 yeah we at, no, at no fault of your own or yeah or even even and or the unreasonable time frame correct. in which they drop off four rail cars to say you have to have them loaded and out within a 24 hour sure and they drop it off at 12 o'clock at night so when you show up at work at 6 a.m you've already blown six hours out of the 24 hours that right. you yeah, well, and, that's great work. And see, and this is what people need. It goes, well, how does it affect? It affects so many people who ship by rail and containers. Even if you don't ship by rail, most dealers are shipping to someone who is consolidating and shipping by rail or processing right. or shredding or whatever the process is. Um, so that's why I said it affects everyone. Even at the granular level, it's it's affecting every scrapyard. Well, I, 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 I agree with that, and I think that's important. You know, these are like, like I, I know one, like, when, like I said, I, I said this earlier, but when we fought the EPA, it took such the, the, an effort by the membership together, collectively, and to win it, if we didn't win that, we would have, the waste haulers would have ended up owning all of our business because we were, deemed waste you know recyclables are waste recyclables are not waste recyclables are a commodity they have value waste is what has no further right. value right and so we won that so these are victory that changed that was 2012 that 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 was a game changer for a, a decade so far here it is almost we're nine years later and we're not a waste industry no. we are a commodities industry so now now i'm going to caution you about something your chapter president twice, co-chair of membership, <laughs> investment subcommittee. You know, they're going to want you to be an officer if you keep raising your hand to volunteer because they found a sucker who's going to work. Hey, now. <laughs> I know you don't look at it that way. and I know Of course, I was the chairman. How am I going to look at right. it? But I, um, I, always got, I, always, I was told that, John, you obviously raised your hand. I told you not to raise your hand. Right. But, but you know, look, you, uh, I'm generally the first one with my hand up. So if I was called upon to serve, of course, I would be honored. It would be a, a, an honor to serve the trade association well, at some other level. Yeah, you, know, you, you obviously are, you know, the, part of the, the new group of, at my age, look, I'm, I'm past. I'm, I'm, I've been past chair. I've been I'm beyond that. And it's people like you with the, 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 the enthusiasm that want to volunteer and that have companies behind you that literally support your effort because they realize there's a win for your company. Yeah. If you My dad told me, I tell you this interesting story. Back in 2000, oh gosh, uh, 2001, when I was asked to run for secretary treasurer, I asked my dad, I go, well, I don't know, dad, if I have the time. And he says, what are you, crazy? He says, if you become an officer, you become with the people who are in the know and sure. that's power that knowledge is power and i could say he was right i was blessed to become a secretary treasurer and then moved up to chair but what i learned about stormwater what i learned about the environmental impacts that we could do at sierra to make our operation cleaner safer has saved our company untold amount of money in, in a lot of different ways so you know, if you get that chance, I, I hope you take that opportunity, Neil, because you will be a better business and the trade association obviously is going to be better with a guy like you. You're involved. You like yeah. this stuff. I, I, I don't have a do. problem with that. Yeah. Well, good. Well, I think that's great. So what do you want to, so somebody, here we are, we're coming, we've been talking for a while, but 
what, is, what do you what do people need to know about Neil Bice and your involvement? What, tell, tell, tell us somebody tell us what something about you that people wouldn't know when it comes to this industry. Uh, something that they wouldn't know. Um, boy, that's a Besides tough question. Besides, you're a contaker, this old guy. Yeah. For yeah. a young guy, that is. But no, seriously, what? I mean, somebody's got to get to know you. What, what? What do they need to know about Neil Bice? You caught me off guard, John. I'm trying to. I'm trying to well, really. Well, that's not my. That's I, not my job to I'm catch not, up. I'm not usually soft-spoken. Um, I'm generally an outspoken person, but. Sorry for the awkward pause. No, there's no awkward. You know, I think that's humility. Sure. And I think that that's a big attribute to the fact that you're humble enough to not say, well, gee, you know, you're not so self-centered to say, oh, I, you know, this about me. You just, you're just doing this because this is a passion of yours. It's important. Well. And if it's not important to me, uh, who is it important to? I have to make sure that, you know, my, my industry is protected. My livelihood is protected. My family is fed. Right. And I take care of everybody that I can take care of. Families that are, you know, count on me for a living. Well, think about the amount of employees. How many employees do you have in your company? Too many now. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I say that with a bit of a grain of salt. I mean, it is, uh, growth is tough. Well, growth we have, tough. at Sierra, we have over 150 employees. Well, I always feel, my brother and I feel that our responsibility is to those families first. First and foremost. We, and with, with our knowledge that we gain from being involved with ISRI, our employees have kept their jobs during COVID. Sure. We, we survived the pandemic because we were essential. So, you know, I think that's important. And you serve Absolutely. a lot of employees. So you, you, you asked know, for a victory. And there's another great victory that you just mentioned. The fact that ISRI worked so diligently to become, uh, to be determined essential. One of our, that our industry is was determined to be essential during COVID. Well, essential because our products supply the consumers to make new packaging, new steel, Absolutely. new aluminum, new copper. Yeah. I mean, for all the medical devices out there, without recycled metals, you wouldn't have it. Thousands of consumer products, not only that, but medical products. No, oh, the packaging for food. I mean, it, it, it's incredible. People don't really realize that the recycling industry outside of the blue bin yes. supplies the raw materials for consumers for the steel mills paper mills it's integral yeah and uh without us truly the you know we're a for-profit industry you know we are a profit motivated but that profit creates innovation and that profit creates more opportunities and it's it's really delivered in my opinion a better safer world to live in because of what we do agreed and so you know that's it well neil listen thank you for joining me on this walk and talk on this Beautiful day here in DC. A little on the warm. It's a little so, hot. Little yeah, hot. A little warm, but starting not to, as hot I'm as I'm starting to perspire. Uh, not uh, because uh. you're making me nervous. Just uh, I think I made you nervous. It's Neil. probably 100 degrees feeling right now in the sun. <laughs> well, Neil, my thank friend, you, Jen. thank you so much, yes, brother. Sir. God bless you, man. You too. And, and keep up the good work, and uh, let's have some fun in DC this week. Thank you. This has been a Sierra International Machinery original audio series. Thanks for listening. Please share this podcast and make sure to subscribe.